You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Danielle Liss. Each week, we will help you unlock the secrets of influencer marketing through interviews with leading professionals and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Danielle. And welcome to episode 30 of the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast. Today we have a such a special treat, Danielle. Tell me. I'm I'm crazy excited about this. Our producer Don is going to join us again. <gasps> Yay! Don has quite a few fans in our audience, so I'm sure they will be excited to have him join us again. He is going to interview us today, which with given Don's background is always an intimidating and scary thing, but uh, (laughs) we trust him. Today, Don is going to interview us. We got some really great feedback about our previous episode in episode 28, where we talked about some of our lessons learned. I don't want to call them failures because they weren't failures. Growth opportunities. I like that. Very good. So now we Mm -hmm. want to talk about some of our successes. We got to celebrate I'm the good. I'm excited. This is awesome because, you know, we ask at the end of every one of our interviews, how have people celebrated success? And we haven't talked a lot about our own views on success. So I'm really excited to dive into this. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's very positive and upbeat. And I think both of us lately have been feeling a little overwhelmed. So it'll a little be bit, just tiny, like the small. smallest bit. Mm-hmm. And by smallest, we mean biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like a 7,000 pound weight of overwhelm. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be kind of nice to remind ourselves some of the cool successes that we've had. And yes, so yeah, I'm excited. And everyone gets to hear from Don. (laughs) So we also want to hear from you guys. Tell us in the HQ, how do you celebrate your successes? And we'd love to know what your best success is so far in 2018. If you're not a member of the HQ, you can go to businesses.com slash HQ to join. And before we get into it, here's a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Hashtag Legal. Hashtag Legal is a full-service law firm specializing in influencer marketing, social media, and service professionals. We offer a wide range of services, contract review and drafting, trademark and copyright registration and monitoring, FTC advice and disclosures, and full site reviews, including drafting site terms and conditions and privacy policies. Check us out at www.hashtag-legal.com. Hi, ladies. Welcome to your show. But I'm 
hosting kind of a little bit because I'm interviewing you. Thank you for interviewing us, Don. Thanks for dealing with us, Don. <laughs> no, thank the two of you <laughs> for allowing me to be a part of this. Well, we're always grateful. <laughs> now we got the niceties out of the way. Let's let's get into this awesome interview with the two of you. I think somebody said something about maybe making you cry. Um <laughs> And we'll we'll try not to make that happen. I know a lot of people know this, but probably not everybody. How about we give an origin story to businesses first, and we'll do hashtag legal after that. We can do that. All right, Danielle, you got to give the businesses. I know Danielle was supposed to go first. I was supposed to go first, so you've confused everybody, Don. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's pausing because <laughs> she's like, "Those are not the rules. <laughs> Those are not the rules." <laughs> Hermione can't take it. Um, so when it comes to business ease, this is one of my very favorite Jamie stories. Jamie and I were both speaking at a conference in Las Vegas. It was the first conference I had attended or spoken at since my son was born. I took about a year off. I was super excited to be speaking on a legal roundtable. Well, as it turned out, other people attending the conference were not quite as excited about legal as Jamie and I were. And Nobody came to the table. So that gave Jamie and I a chance to talk quite a bit. And we bonded. We found out that we had a lot of just weird similarities in our upbringing and our lives. And that was awesome. Plus, she's awesome. We also realized at the table that we had been sitting on a very similar business idea, which was the idea of contracts specifically created for bloggers and influencers. So it was the time for the roundtable was wrapping up a little bit. And we said, hmm, we should talk about this a little more. So then we grabbed each other later in the hallway and we had a conversation and we were like, we should do this. Let's talk about this even further. I remember going home that night and saying to my husband, I met somebody at the conference, which I can tell everybody in the audience is not necessarily the way you want to phrase something like that to your spouse. But we then talked and Business Ease was born from that conversation and that roundtable. So we got Quickie Vegas Business Married. We really did. It was I feel like there should have been like a meadow with flowers where we ran to each other. <laughs> it's true. I mean, there's fun every time we see each other now, though. So it's yes. like, and then United is playing in the background. Then we spin in a circle. Yes. That's what's happening in my head anyway. It's usually a, a hotel in a random city. <laughs> so we started working together on business ease and we had this great plan and it started going. And in conjunction with that, Danielle and I still had our other jobs. So we were both working for influencer networks and I, my, the company I worked for also ran events. And so we were still appearing places talking about legal issues for, at the time, bloggers. And a lot of the attendees in the conferences would come up to Danielle and I and ask us to do legal work for them. And we sort of pushed back on that a little bit because we didn't know if we really wanted to form a law firm. And we fought it a little bit. And then one day, a couple months later, we sort of sat down and had one of those conversations where we looked at each other and said, why are we fighting this? <laughs> and that's when Hashtag Legal was born. Just so everybody knows that the exchange they just had is usually what it sounds like before we push record. So <laughs> you, just get, you just got a little backstory there. So ladies, that is awesome, by the way. I've been lucky enough to watch your journey over the last year, and your business has exploded, which is good. But let's be honest, were the two of you prepared for what was going to come? Oh, God, no. <laughs> just no. That's Not even a little bit. Like It's just you hope, right? Every new business, you hope that 
good things are going to happen and that you'll be making enough money to kind of live off of and not treat it as a side hustle. But I think it was just really unexpected. And I don't think it was unexpected that it grew. I think it was unexpected how quickly it took off. I agree. I, I really thought it would take a while for the industry to open up a little bit to the idea of lawyers the way that we are, because a lot of our listeners may not know, but the traditional law practice looks very, very different from what Danielle and I do. A lot of what we're doing is a first, and we are sort of navigating new waters. And so I just thought that would take a lot longer. I didn't I didn't know that there was such a need. And I'll be the first to admit that. I knew th- I knew there was a need. I just didn't know it was that big. And I thought there were other people who would catch on to it or do it. And it just, it just hadn't happened. Well, I think we should probably establish right now the two of you, and this is not derogatory, by the way, you two are OGs because <laughs> there's a lot of copycat people out there, but they're copycatting the two of you. And I think that right there is a definition of, of success. Would you not agree? We try to frame it that way. (laughs) I think that we had a really interesting experience at a mastermind program that we did last year where we were both together and kind of working on defining business goals. And one of the things that we had to do was really look into the future and say, who do you want to be? What do you want your company to be? I remember really taking a hard look at that and saying, what do we want to be? And I realized that the idea of being a pioneer and setting an example of a new type of way to practice um, for an industry was really something that was at the core of what we were doing. I totally agree with that. I do. I didn't, I thought there would be other people. I did not expect, I did not expect full out copying, (laughs) which was a little shocking, I think, to both Danielle and I. But now that we've framed it in the way that you've said, Don, with as it is a measure of success when someone is trying to do what you're doing. Um, I prefer if they did it in their own way, because there's room for everybody. (laughs) But that is a way that certainly you can measure success. It's a far better way to look at copycats than anything else. Well, I mean, you can't really look at it like I want to destroy you. Because that's that's not cool, right? Oh, it's a waste of energy. I mean, yeah. maybe it happened for about 30 seconds. I'm not going to lie. I'm a pretty competitive person. And so, like, the first time it happened, I was like, what now? And then I was just like, calm down. And I'm pretty sure that Jamie's response to me was, calm down. <laughs> so... Well, it's, it was so shocking to me, to be honest, because it's just not something I've ever contemplated. I don't, I don't get it. I am incredibly excited for our peers who are doing, you know, in our industry, who are doing things that are similar to what we're doing, but we're all different and I can't be anyone but me. So for someone to actually legitimately try to copy was, I was more floored than anything. I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> and then, yeah, there was a little bit of rage. <laughs> we work hard (laughs) I think I can speak for all our listeners where we can see how this played out in your head going Danielle would go to Jamie oh no hold my drink and then Jamie would drop her drink and then you could both just go bum rush this person so (laughs) I think that's how it went mentally so and only briefly we yeah yeah that's true So here's a question I have. We've already said this word like maybe three or four times, but I'd like to get your take on what you think success is for your business. 
for me, success is being able to do all the things that I love doing. There are lots of things in our business that I love to do. There are things I like to do. And there are things I do not like to do at all. And if I am able to be in a position where the majority of my time is spent doing the things I love that I'm incredibly excited about, that's how I define success. Because that means that my business has grown large enough that I'm able to outsource the things I don't love as much that do still need to get done, but that I'm excited to wake up in the morning, open up my computer, see what I have going on. That to me is how I define success. This is such a hard question, but it's so good. I agree 100% with what Jamie said. I think that for me, success is... It's a feeling. It's not a very specific number because we've set some numbers in the past and then really hit those targets and exceeded them in ways that I didn't expect. But I think that for me, success is building this company that is based on this vision that we have. Both Jamie and I are so driven by this strong desire to serve people and help them grow and to be partners. I hate this word because it is so frequently overused, but disruptors. I really feel like we are in a way a disruptor for the legal industry because we are doing things that are so different and sort of changing people's minds about what it means to work with a lawyer. And, oh, wait, I can like my lawyer. This can be a great relationship and a partnership. And that to me is the ultimate feeling of success that we have taken this vision and implemented it and it's working. I love that. Those are two great definitions of success. And, I, and I'd like to say that the two of you are very smart, very intelligent women, maybe not on the funny side, but um, <laughs> we are hilarious. The funniest people I've ever met. Seriously. My biggest fan. Yes. But Did you I, have a I would, <laughs> I, I, I'm working on that question. So, uh, but I would say that just from the outside looking in at the two of you, especially how quickly this last year, and I think we, you would agree, this last year was like light speed compared to when you first started. Yes. That was the worst. I was like, answer. is that a question? Well, you can answer that with just a yes or no. Go yes. Ahead. And were you paralyzed a little bit when it actually dawned on you that you were super successful? I want to say that we were prepared in that we wanted it. And I think that that's a really big piece of it when you've set that goal and you know you want the success to come. In terms of preparation, it was we should have hired earlier and we fully own that and admit it. And so we're making up for that by hiring all the people this year. In terms of the paralysis, I think that I probably experience that more than Jamie does because I am an over-preparer. I am a planner. It's just who I am by nature. And I want to have everything mapped out when I think things are going to go one way and they're going another way, which even though it's like tremendous growth, it's still not going according to plan. I have to kind of take a step back and then Jamie's got to be like, knock it off and let's do this. And we just kind of, you have to jump in. But in a way, that's one of the reasons why I'm so glad that JB and I are so incredibly opposite in many ways, because we complement each other so well that when I'm sort of looking at it, like, this isn't the plan. The plan was to grow at this percentage each year. Jamie's like, knock it off. Do this. <laughs> Basically, the two of you are the yin to the other one's yang. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you think you have to have that if you have a partner in business? Do you have to have that for it to succeed? Or can you still do it with a, a like-minded person with the same kind of temperament? I, I personally think it makes us more successful. I'm sure there are partners out there that have 
similar personalities. But for us, it's just we just we really just excel in different areas that it it makes a whole, which is great because that isn't to say that we're bad at the things the other person's good at because we're not. We could do those things, but we're not as good. And I think that that's what's most helpful. I personally think having complementary personalities makes for a better partnership. But the most important thing, and we touched on this in, in the episode 28, is just the amount of communication Danielle and I have and the trust and honesty we have with each other, which is we can say to each other. And Danielle, you know, Danielle jokes about it, but she tells me to knock it off as much as I tell her. <laughs> it is very equal. It really is. We both have our sort of, we have our awesome and we have our crazy. And <laughs> the nice thing is we can balance those two things so well. And so she can tell me, hey, relax, you're good. You're fine. Um, Although we try to schedule it so that it's only one of us who's in crazy at the same time. It gets real stressful if we are both in the crazy place together. That can be a little bit of a tense time. So we basically there's usually one of us who is in crazy mode and completely overwhelmed. And then the other one is like, here's how we're going to fix it. Yeah. And we we do. So it helps when to me, I love working with a partner because it helps so much when you get into that place to have somebody who's like, no, what you are seeing in your head, because I've and I've talked about this on so many episodes of this podcast, but I have definitely dealt with mindset issues where I just I have massive imposter syndrome issues. And when I get stressed, I go into that mode where I'm like, everybody's going to find out I'm a fake and a failure and a fraud and whatever. And Jamie's like, okay, she Brene Browns me a little bit because Rising Strong is a book we both read. And she's like, Danielle, do you think maybe this is a story you're telling yourself? And I'm like, no, it's all real. It's all happening. And she's like, let's walk through this. (laughs) And, you know, she has because we're so different. She has a way of seeing it and explaining it that helps me to get out of my head in those moments. I honestly couldn't imagine doing this without you. Oh, this is a love letter now. Oh, we're going to hug, except I don't like hugs. I love to hug. So we're doing it. We're hugging. I make Danielle hug me every single time she sees me, despite her dislike (laughs) of hugs. This is, I I honestly couldn't imagine doing it alone. It would, we could, but there's just something so awesome about having a partner in this journey because a lot of times when you run your own business, you know, your friends, your family who don't, don't understand a lot of what goes into it because they have, you know, different issues when you work at a, a more traditional job or whatever your friends or family do. And so it is just incredibly nice. And also too, with Danielle and I, we have such confidentiality issues with our business that frequently Danielle's the only person I could talk to anyway. And so there's something really awesome about that. Oh, ladies, that was just... I, I feel uh, like Don's just like, what a tender moment I just made happen. Are you mm-hmm. patting you on the back, Don? Little does everyone know that this happens behind the scenes all the <laughs> We love each other. It's not a, it's, it's dead serious. We really, really do. I'm in, I'm grateful. I'm just all doodling the time. her name in hearts, you know, <laughs> not a weird thing. It's totally normal and fine. Big puffy hearts. Oh, well, we're getting to the end of our interview. I think all interviews with this podcast ends with uh, rapid fire questions. Oh, goodness. Yes. Are you ladies ready? I don't know. There's nothing rapid fire about either of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's 
so true. Okay. We... And 10 minutes later, you'll be like, dang out, it's question two. I'm like, oh, sorry. Whoops. So before the show, we, we drew numbers. Um, I made you actually pick twice because I like to do that. And Jamie was the first. So Jamie gets to answer the first question first. Okay. So are you ready? I'm ready. This is like Barbara Walters rapid fire. Are you sure you're ready? I think you just aged yourself a little. Well, I think if anybody saw pictures of me, they would see the white in my beard. So that ages me just fine. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm glad people are going to be able to hear this interaction. I know. What banter <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you every day. Okay. Okay. We're ready. Here we go. Yes. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. First question. Favorite candy? Peanut M&M's. Danielle? Um, I'm going to have to break this into categories because I'm really into candy. So chocolate-based candy is going to be the Twix bar. Non-chocolate-based candy is going to be Swedish fish. Can I add black licorice as my oh, non-chocolate-based no, yes. candy? Ew. Yeah, that's, that's, that's gross. I don't Cut even that, know why. Don. Cut that, Don. Cut that. Shout I mean, out to that, all my black licorice lovers, uh, please. Yeah. Um, that's going to get... That's going to get silenced by the man, by the way. Worst. Um, I'm going to cut that. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Second question. Favorite cartoon growing up as a kid? Oh, man. What was my favorite cartoon growing up as a kid? There's going to be a lot of cutting here. I know. I can't. I don't know. I wasn't prepared. I honestly don't know. What what was my favorite cartoon? What cartoon? I wasn't allowed to watch anything. Um... Oh, you want to put some violins right here? I know. It's really sad. Don't cut this all out. Okay. I'll say the cartoon I remember watching the most was the Smurfs. Like on Saturday I watched morning. the Smurfs a lot too, but I'm going to have to say that the one that immediately came to mind was the very amazing gem and the holograms. I thought a gem too, but then I, I couldn't remember if I watched it or my sister watched it. I was a little too old for it at the time but i'm not gonna lie i liked it and they had cassette tapes that had all of the gem singles and i had them and i still know the words my sister had them i knew i watched gem and i remember sort of watching it secretly because i have i have a younger sister for anyone who doesn't know that and so she was obsessed with gem and i remember begrudgingly but not really because i loved it watching gem with her we had earrings we had the gem earrings of course i had the gem dolls you name it i if it was a gem product totally had it this is not rapid fire all right don (laughs) there is nothing ever rapid fire with the two of you there's not no okay this is going to be question three is going to be a a part a and a part b jamie you get a danielle you get b Okay. So here's B. I mean, here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely cutting that. <sighs> okay, here's A. Jamie, your favorite fashion blog and or magazine? Oh, I, I, I can't, I can't choose that. That's not a fair question. Did I not say Barbara Walters? I, I, I love all of them. Well, that's not true. Tom and Lorenzo are probably my favorite fashion blog. My favorite fashion magazine? I don't I, I don't think it's fair to pick that. I read I literally read every single fashion magazine out there. I really do love Women's Wear Daily and I love W and I love InStyle. I read Glamour. I can keep going. See, it's not rapid fire. That was hard. Is that your final answer? That was hard, Don. It was really hard. You're welcome. Danielle. Mm-hmm. 
since you have a love of podcasts, I'm going to limit you to five. Yeah. <laughs> your five favorite podcasts that you're listening to right now. Oh and you gosh. can't say this one. I do like this one, though. Um, I think my five favorites are, you know, in my head, I'm trying to alphabetize them right now, but I'm just going to stop the urge. Um, happier with Gretchen Rubin. That's been on for a while, and I absolutely love it because I love her books. Happier in Hollywood, which I guess is a spinoff of that, so maybe is not a surprise. More cursing, though. Um, Small Business Boss with Maggie and Brittany, who were on, I believe it was episode 14 with us. Um, uh, What Should I Read Next is amazing because I'm a big reader, so I love that one. And I also really like um, How I Built This, it's really good if you want to get stories about people who are building their business. I really love the Kate Spade episode a lot. And there was another one on, I think it was Pure Bar or one of the bar companies that was also really good. Wasn't Sarah Blakely the Spanx woman on that? I think so. And I don't know that I've listened to that one. I heard that's a good episode. Those are all interesting, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> now, here's number four. Are you ready for this one? Unclear. Okay. The first... Oh, man, I would date you if I said that. But I'm going to go it anyway. First cassette or CD you ever bought with your own money? Licensed and why to- did you? Oh, well, hold on. <laughs> I know the answer to this one. And why did you buy it? License to Ill, the Beastie Boys, because my cousin told me to. <laughs> I don't remember if I bought this with my own money, but I'm going to assume for the purposes of this question that I did. And that would be Bon Jovi. Was the name of it Slippery When Wet? Yeah. Okay. Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet, because I am a Jersey girl through and through. Can I tell you my second one I ever bought? Of course. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, this is George Michael anarchy. Faith. Go ahead. George oh, Michael that's a Faith. good one. Yeah. Ah. And I wouldn't let my little sister listen to it because of the one song that I won't say. I said oh it was too mature for her. I'm singing it in my head because it's such a good song. <laughs> Everything about that is good. I love that so album. Good. It's a good, it's like a perfect album. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to notice that at no time did they listen to any of the rules I set forth in this (laughs) rapid fire questions. Uh, Rules don't apply Uh, to us. Yeah. Yes, they do not. Um, And if you're asking me, I bought the Return of the Jedi soundtrack. That was my first one. Don't laugh. That's awesome. (laughs) There's a lot of judging, this silent judging going on. I can hear it. No judgment. All right. Here's number five. What is your all time favorite meal this is such a mean question i'm asking the two of you because i know the love affair that the two of you have with food that's why this is such a mean question so if we're talking like last meal i'm the happiest i've ever been it would have to be like a seafood meal where you're literally like sitting on the ocean things are coming from the sea and you're eating them that is my favorite that is i am happiest eating seafood really good fresh amazing seafood and a very close second to that is new york pizza only in new york the other stuff's not pizza thank you you're welcome it's not i don't want to talk about it i saw it keeps coming up on instagram and i'm like what is this yuck um okay this is like the hardest question ever um because i immediately started thinking like what was the best meal i've ever actually eaten and it was um at Morimoto in Philly, made by Morimoto himself, which was really awesome. Um, yeah, that was a super cool experience. He was very nice. He came to the table. Um, that was great. But in terms of like favorite meal ever, it's just going to be like a medley of delicious desserts. Like I can't <laughs> lie. I mean, I mean, I'd eat a protein on purpose. I like them, but 
like I really I'm fixated on cake and brownies, maybe cookies. Just not pie or flan. They're flan. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Ladies, this has been fun, but guess what? Because I'm the producer and I can do whatever I want. You guys get a bonus question. It's not really a question. It's going to be more of a statement. Uh-oh. Can you give the listeners one piece of advice that would help them either starting out with their business or as they're getting ready to make that turn to realize their business is actually a success? Can you give us a little bit of advice when it comes to that? Be yourself. Focus on yourself. Focus on what makes you happy, what excites you to do. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Your only measurements should be against yourself and your own personal goals. My advice is to get out of your head um, because when you get out of your head and you're able to take more action, you will surprise yourself and be amazed at the things you can get done. Ladies, that is outstanding advice. And I'm going to leave with this thought. Success is defined by the attainment of wealth, position, honors, or the like. Accomplishment of one's goals. You ladies are the definition of success. And you are what a lot of people out there should be striving for to succeed as in a business and also as pretty decent humans. So thank you for letting me be on your show. Thank you for letting me interview you. And I had a lot of fun. Danielle. Thank you. I think we just... I think we just got a love letter from Don. I think so. He's probably like, I'm going to amend this later. I'm cutting this. <laughs> thank oh, you, Don. It's, it's all getting cut. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Don for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And remember, we want to hear from you in the HQ. What was something you did to celebrate success in your business? And how do you define how you have been successful? For show notes, you can go to businesses.com slash episode 30. And to join us in the HQ, you can go to businesses.com slash HQ. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at businessease.com. We'd really love to hang out with you in our Facebook group, the Business Ease HQ. To join, visit businessease.com slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you again next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.